Great, thank you, Chrissy. So uh, we're talking about fasting as part of our spiritual fitness sermon series. We're on the topic of fasting. I wonder what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about fasting? Is it something positive, maybe negative, maybe something around a hungry belly? Well, let's pray before we get started. Father God, we pray that you would be here in our midst today. God, would you open our ears to hear what you have to say and wash away anything that is unhelpful. God, be with us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, John Wesley uh, said that some have exalted fasting beyond all scripture and reason, and others have utterly disregarded it. I wonder which part of the spectrum you are on today. Are you more likely to be someone who exalts fasting, who holds it in high regard? Or are you at the other end and barely even think about it, let alone consider doing it? Maybe you're somewhere in between the two. There are many misconceptions about what fasting actually is. I'm going to go through a few of those just to discount them right now. Some might think it's an extreme diet of not eating so you can lose a few pounds. Or it's, it's starving yourself to raise a concern for a political protest. Or maybe just a body detox. Others might think that it must be practiced by everyone. Well, none of these represent a true biblical reason for fasting. Especially just going to that last point about it having to be for everyone. That is not necessarily true, especially when we think about food fasting. We must be really careful that we don't put this on one another, especially if you have a health condition or if you're pregnant or if you depend on food for certain medical conditions. If that is you, then it's probably not for you to fast from food. Or at least, please see your doctor to consult about that. However, if you're not in that category, in this passage, Jesus starts by saying, when you fast, he makes an assumption that fasting will be part of your spiritual rhythm. Now, note he says, when, not do it. It's not a command of Jesus, but it's an assumption, as, as if also prayer and worship is an assumption that we do as part of our Christian faith with Jesus. Fasting comes under that category as well. Is this true for you? I have to hold my hands up and say, it's probably not high up there on my spiritual disciplines as much as it could or should be. So I have a lot to work on in this area. So as we dive in, we're going to ask some key questions around fasting. Why should we do it? When should we do it? And when we do it, 
how should we do it? Now, firstly, what is fasting? We can look throughout the Bible at the different origins of when people fasted for particular different things in in different ways for different purposes. In Leviticus, right near the beginning, it stated that all men are prescribed to fast in on a particular day, the Day of Atonement, when all will reconcile themselves back to God for all the wrongs that they had done. It was a corporate, it was a communal act of fasting. And a bit further on, another communal act of fasting was in Esther, where she ordered uh, Mordecai and all of the Jews not to eat or drink for three days, night or day. And then she said, me and my attendants will also do the same. And if that's not dramatic enough, she said, and if I perish, then I perish. Pretty extreme this is another corporate act of fasting, seeking God's guidance for the community. And then a bit later on in Daniel's uh, book, we see a more individual act of fasting. You might have heard of the Daniel fast that some people take part in today. It's basically getting rid of all luxury foods, so stripping your diet right down to the bare minimum. That's no cheese or chorizo, no Byron burgers, no Sunday lunches, no cheese and wine nights, just the bare minimum. And Daniel did this to set himself apart for God when he was in a place where it was all about pleasing the king and doing what he wanted. Daniel sought the Lord and God's heart. And then we move right on to the New Testament, where in Jesus' time, the Jews would fast based on these Old Testament practices, both as a community and individually, because of repentance or mourning or devotion. But it was a very visible statement. It would not be unnoticed. For example, if you were in those days and you were fasting, you wouldn't wash You wouldn't brush your hair in the morning. Instead of wearing nice robes, you would just wear sackcloths. Your face would be turned to deliberately look miserable and hungry. It was a pretty big statement to say, hey, I'm fasting. Fasting had become, in Jesus' day, so wrapped up in the tradition of what had been done in the past, that they had lost the focus of why? Why do we do it? That had become lost. So why do we do it? I wonder if I could use this story as as an idea of, for example, moving out of home Some of our students here at church have gone off to uni recently or about to go off to uni. Can you remember the first time you left home? What was it like? What were you feeling? Well, a student once found himself heavily involved in uni life. He was the captain of the football team. He was the SU pool table champion. 
He was acting in a university play, and even he had a really great group of friends that he spent a lot of time with. But after some time, his tutor approached him and asked the big question. So, what are your priorities? Are you here to get an education and a degree, or are you just on a jolly? What are your priorities? You see, a student needs to acknowledge that their priorities in life are to get an education, to do the thing that you are called to do. That doesn't mean that they can't do those things. They can't be the football captain. But it's about setting time aside to do that which they are called to do, to get their degree. Now, a matter of spiritual fasting is also a matter of priority, of motive. Why should we fast? Well, it's about prioritizing that one most important part of your life. Now, I have to say, if you haven't yet considered what that might be, or perhaps you haven't yet considered what the meaning of life is, perhaps you're new here today, welcome. What is life about? I would love to encourage you to seek that out. Seek it out for yourself if that isn't already ingrained in your heart. There's an alpha course on, on Wednesday nights. Come along and ask those big questions. Why are we here? And for those of you who perhaps see Jesus as the one most important thing, that's the priority, then like the student getting a degree, perhaps for us, putting Jesus on his rightful throne is our priority. Putting Jesus on his throne in our lives. Now, like all the other spiritual disciplines that we've been looking at in this series, it's about focusing our lives on God. It's about putting him on that throne, in worship, in our time of solitude, in our Sabbath time, in all the rhythms that we do. Fasting focuses our priorities towards God. It's a humbling experience, recognizing what do we really need in our lives. Fasting in scripture is intended for spiritual purpose, not physical purpose. It's not to lose weight. It's not to look good. It's just between you and God, which perhaps is why it's so rarely spoken about. It's something that we do between us and God. So the next question is when? When do we do it? Well, a bit later on, if you were to turn the page over in Matthew, in chapter 9, we see that Jesus is being asked, why are your disciples not fasting? And his response is that they do not fast because I am with them, but then when I go, they will resume fasting. So it's 
It's this anticipation of God to come again. It's this longing for a connection with God, which is why we fast. Now, we can do it at any time. We can do it at any place. I wonder if you were to section up your time, your daily life, what would be the things that are the big, the big slots in your life? What do you mostly spend your time doing? I don't know if you've got a smartphone. Sometimes it tells you what you've been looking at on your phone in a kind of category. I've been spending this much time on social media, this much time researching things or whatever it is. What would your life look like if it was on that kind of scale, that bar? Because we're there to prioritize God, sometimes those things need to be readjusted a bit. So the question of when we do it can be, well, we do it to take place of some of those things that actually aren't helpful. You see, it can be so easy to fall into a slumber, into motions of just doing because we do, because we do especially perhaps when we're tired or when we're trying to take our mind away from something that's difficult that's going on. Sometimes we default to something that we know isn't life-giving, but it just passes the time, whether it's watching TV over and over again or scrolling through your phones or perhaps drinking, perhaps spending money. Well, fasting is that time to wake up out of our slumber, to wake up and engage in God in whatever state we're in, whether we're hungry, whether we're tired. It's time to wake up and notice what Jesus is doing, to have a desire to seek him more. It's time to reorder our lives and let God lead Now, like that uni student, it doesn't mean that we have to disregard those exciting activities or disregard watching telly or looking on our phones, but it's about checking in what that priority is. So the next question, how? How do we do it? How do we approach this? Well, there are some very quick practical thoughts. Firstly, based on this scripture, what it's all about, don't show off about it. That's how we do it. It's a private matter. It's between you and God. This is what Jesus is getting at. Don't go shouting about it, but actually focus on why, focus on what. And how you do it is by doing it in secret. Like he says to to us when we're praying. He says, close the door and do it in private. It's not about showing off. It's just about coming as you are to God. And secondly, thinking about food, when we fast from food, I'd love to um, 
bring your notice, if you haven't yet got one of those study guides, there's a whole list of really great practical reasons. There are some on the desk on the way out. Do pick one up because it will really help to go through some of those things of how we might do practical food fasting, whether it's over a short period, getting rid of all food, or whether it's just actually cutting down on some of those luxurious things like the Daniel fast. And that's, again, between you and God as to what is best for you to do. Is God wanting you to completely get rid of food, to devote yourself to him? Or is he wanting you to think about the long term, think about what you're eating, think about him? And then thirdly, sometimes it's not just about food. Yes, that's what the example of fasting is in the Bible. But if the reason is about focusing our lives on Jesus, maybe the bigger question is, what is taking your focus away? Like we said earlier, what is it that we're defaulting to instead of taking that time with Jesus? And again, that's for you and God to figure out when you think about your daily rhythms, what are those things that are really consumed that perhaps can be dramatically reduced in order for us to get that hunger with Jesus? Why not try cutting something out for a week or for a month? As I come to a close, again, it can be different, different lengths of time. Perhaps if it's been a while since you've tried fasting, why not just start? Start small. Start with something. Go deeper. Ask God, what is it? And let's not forget the reason why we do it. To focus on Jesus. To take away those distractions. And to say, okay, God, I'm here. I surrender. Those things that I'm relying on, I surrender them to you. I wonder what that challenge might be for you today. To focus again on Jesus. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are the source of all life of all goodness, and of all hope. God, would you be guiding and speaking to us to know how we might focus again on you, Lord, to put you back in your rightful place. Help us, Jesus, this week. Amen.